Hi, everybody. This is the Healing the City podcast. I am Jessica Dennis here with Pastor Eric Seepin in Tucson, Arizona. Wow. Hey. Hi. We're here. <laughs> we're finally back in the podcasting studio. Yeah. Today. It's been three months, two months. I it's don't know. been a while. And what's crazy is uh, we have podcasts already in like scheduled all the way out till the beginning of April. Oh, wow. So this podcast, people will be hearing probably second week of April. Oh, my gosh. So it's February now. It is February right now. I just broke the magic, the curtain. You did. Giving people an insight into it. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's a lot it of podcasts. It is cool. There's a lot, a lot of podcasts. We did the living room talks. Yeah. And so I got those off. They're all scheduled starting oh, in February. Oh, cool. That's right. They will get yeah. released too. So. And my husband is on here. I'm excited to listen he to him. He is. He's up and I think he's after all the Living Room podcasts get put out. So somewhere okay. in March is his podcast. Cool. So Yeah, two, I'm excited. Two podcasts. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to him. Yeah. It was fun editing it. <laughs> oh, are you editing now? Yeah, I edit them because people don't know how yet. Okay. And well, just, uh, uh, Adrian wanted to know how. And I told her, well, the computer's very old, and I know all these tricks, and I don't want to teach you all the tricks. <laughs> so we'll need a new computer. So she's managed to pull that off. So it's cool. coming. Is that? Okay, that's not This it is right the there. old one. Yeah. Yes. So Cool. So, yeah, I guess, like, this is our we, – we're still trying to figure out what this is. Mm-hmm. But we know that it's – race and culture or ethnicity and culture or diversity and culture we're, we're having a conversation right in those swimming pools yeah and well and the reason it took so long especially for me was because just grappling with the idea of like what is my actual role here and what uh what am i supposed to be doing and talking about as yeah. a latina but also as myself um and the experiences that i've had right um I know I I wanted to take some time to reflect on that. And I sent you a podcast from the liturgist that really impacted me um, and just made me think uh, a little bit more deeply about what are we actually doing here when we talk about race and ethnicity. Yes. Right. And it it kind of, in a way, because you started talking about it, and if if people don't know, the village community probably has 80 85 adults in it so when you start talking about this and 85 adults listen to you it sets you apart a little bit Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about race and culture like maybe if we were talking about food it wouldn't set you (laughs) apart as much right yeah but it sets you apart a little bit and that was part of what you were trying to figure out right right um right like am i i'm not necessarily sounding an alarm here but i'm talking about things that people don't like to talk about and i think that people were raised not to talk about right and here i am in a podcast talking about all these things and we don't even know how to talk about it right it makes us really uncomfortable (laughs) because we don't know what to say right or or we have these opinions we don't know what to do with so before we dive in though one of the things my wife said to me last night was hey i would really like to know how jessica got to tucson Mm. So I thought we could start there. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get here? Yeah, uh, it's a really cool story to myself because it happened to me. Um, I So there's this metaphor that I really fell in love with when I moved here about wildfires. 
And I, I'm I'm getting to the point. I promise. No, I'm. <laughs> You're like what? What? Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Will we become a conservationist? <laughs> no. Well, at one point, Albert and I we got really uh, lucky to take a vacation to Hawaii one year, oh, and wow. there were volcanoes, and you know you see the the results of the land desecrated by this lava and and all this, but then amidst all this turmoil and like uh, just death and and you know you can picture what a volcano does to the land amid that there's like growth and there's like this chance for something new to grow on top of it which is just all over the place over there so I really thought about that when uh, when I reflected on my life coming to Doosan um, because I I was teaching in Brownsville. I was there for, after college, I went there and I taught with Teach for America for two years. I stayed on and continued teaching for another two years. And I was pretty, like, I was pretty set in that, like, that was going to be uh, my career for a while, that I'll either teach or work at the main office or work in administration. Um, I had gotten into training other teachers and consulting and, and, so things were going really well career-wise for me. And then Albert, my husband, uh, graduates from college because he was in the military. You can hear his podcast. He probably talks about that. Um, but he finally, he graduated from college and uh, was looking for roles in software engineering. And at the time in Brownsville, you know, SpaceX wasn't there yet. There was, like, you could work for the Border Patrol or, you know, there's not that many options um, so he started looking around and our thought was, okay, we're going to move to Austin and I'm going to apply to grad school at UT right. and that's it. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to get into grad school at UT and Albert's going to find a job, one of the software engineering jobs in Austin. Um, I did not get accepted into that program. Wow. Right. <laughs> Uh, totally like I had no experience and it was global policy studies and I like didn't have a background in that. So maybe that's why maybe, I don't know, could be a lot of other things, but I didn't get in. And around the same time, Albert, um, he didn't get a job offer in Austin. And so he got a job offer of all places from IBM in Vermont. So Burlington, Vermont or Tucson, Arizona. And yeah, this was okay. So I'm from Brownsville, Texas, right? It's like tropical there. It's humid. (laughs) It doesn't snow. So Vermont was like, no way, like no way I'm going to move there. Um, I know nothing about life up there. I lived in DC for a summer, but like, no, that was the closest I'd been to living on the East coast. Um, Tucson just seemed like we, I looked up the demographics and I looked up some things about the city and it seemed like, it would be less of a culture shock right? that way. And so, yeah, like before I finished off the school year, um, I remember I, I was a coach. I coached um, at that time I was coaching, was it volleyball? I don't know, but I got the coaches together. Wait a minute. Did you coach volleyball? I coached volleyball. Did you play volleyball? No. Like for fun. I grew up playing volleyball with my family and my friends. But, but you had never? No. Wow. I coached that and I coached track. Um, and you ran, and so I, yeah. That so, part you were. and I loved track, and so I loved coaching it. But uh, and did I coach co- cross country? I don't think I did. 
for like a week I coached soccer. Jessica, you amaze me. <laughs> You're like, and I was a coach. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my, my past life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember all the coaches were in a room and we were, we were all pretty good friends. And I got them in a room and I told them like, hey, I'm moving to Arizona. And I thought they'd be like, oh, wow, that's weird. But they were just like floored. Uh, because also at the time, this was 2013. And that sheriff... Oh, Ohio? Yeah. I've never known how to say his name. That sheriff was like running rampant in right, Arizona. Right. Um, and so everyone there is like, take your passport and keep carry it with you and, and hold your license with you. You know, that was all we knew about Arizona. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to move there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I had no idea. It's like going to a foreign country. Like it's like yeah. an experience. And we'd like driven through. I, we because we drove from Brownsville to Vegas once, um, and so we drove through Tucson. I didn't think anything of it. Like I was just like, okay, I probably slept through it. Even like I don't remember. Um, and then I'm moving there. <laughs> so the reason I brought up the wildfire thing is because it a few years after I moved here I realized like this was definitely this chance for a new start and like um Albert and I I think we we were in love and we had this marriage but there were things about it that were just not healthy and we had no idea and there were other parts of my life that just weren't very healthy and so in a lot of ways I saw moving to Tucson as like burning away those parts of me that that weren't healthy and getting the chance to like build something new. So when I moved here, I Arizona is one of the one of the states that doesn't recognize teaching certificates from out of state. Right. So I couldn't teach unless I went to a charter school. And at the time I was like, no charter schools. Um, yeah. So I couldn't teach and I, I didn't know what to do. I just knew like, I'm just going to move to Arizona <laughs> right. and support my husband for a while. And I was also like, because I knew that we were moving, I, I took on more like side jobs. I taught summer school that year. I was consulting more. So I was like um, training other teachers and working with their students so that I could get more money for the move. Right. So by the time we got here, I was just burned out. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to work for a few months and see how it goes. And that's a bad idea for someone like me. Like you move to a new city, no friends, no purpose in life. Like just, yeah, there's no one. So uh, when, when you say that's a bad idea, <laughs> it's a bad for idea some, for me, <laughs> somebody like me, what do you mean? Who is somebody <laughs> like you? Somebody like me who like likes to be involved and wants to make an impact on the community and just, yeah, like, um, I think I'm the extrovert that likes to be around people, not necessarily with people, but just around a lot of people. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I was spending all day by myself in this new city. Mm. Um, for a week, I didn't have a car cause my car was still coming in from Texas. I remember that. So it just felt, it was so lonely and it took me like two months before I started, I think not not literally losing my mind but just like getting really sad and really just like oh my gosh um it just was not a good mental space for me to be right, in right. yeah so started looking for jobs and i did find a volunteer i like volunteered at different places um but you know it wasn't the same as like having a purpose here right yeah 
And so, yeah, that's that's how I got to Tucson. That's how you got to Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. You know, I got to Tucson because my dad moved here. Mm-hmm. So, but how he, old were you? I was, well, I, I was born here, but I moved back here my freshman year of high school because my dad got a teaching job here. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I don't know why that's important. <laughs> it's a fact that maybe people don't know. It's interesting, though, because I remember moving here. Um, oh, man, and it was beautiful. Like, I had loved being outdoors my whole life and, like, being out in nature and, and mountain biking. You can't see me, but I'm making air quotes because Brownsville is, like, completely flat. So right. there's no mountain biking. But I loved being out, like, I'm on the trail with my bike and, like, um yeah, going to the beach and just being outside. And then I come here and it's just like these beautiful mountains on every side of the city. Um, and we went to Mount Lemon a lot. And so it was just like, whoa, this is really different, really cool. Um, it's not the beach, but it's, you know, it's a whole other experience. Right. Yeah. And especially if you come from a place where everything's flat. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big flat big. and humid. Yeah. Incredibly humid. Yeah. So, um, you were saying before the podcast, we were talking about stuff and, and you were saying that one of the things, well, and you kind of, I don't know, it was interesting. You alluded to in your story of just this transition is sort of a place where you were getting more healthy, burning off some, maybe some of the unhealthy stuff and going through this transition. Um, but then you were talking before the podcast about how you had prayed and maybe it was 2014 or 15, 2015. Well, finish Some, your thoughts so I can give you. Oh, uh, yeah. Give, <laughs> you're used to me. But I, I, so, well, you were talking about how you would ask God to give you some doors right. to walk through. Yeah. Um, that was probably 2017. And honestly, like, I think I'd been thinking that um, maybe a year or two before that. I was working at a nonprofit in town. I was getting my master's degree um, in teaching and teacher education, which that was awesome because that opened my mind up again. It like brought up things about me that I had like shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, So talking about race and ethnicity and the impact on education like that, I had completely silenced that part of me for the last like few years. Um, But yeah, I was, I was working and I just felt like I'm not, I'm not living up to my potential and what I could do and and the gifts that I have. And I, I definitely wanted something more. And I remember writing in my journal, like, I'm not happy uh, doing what I'm doing, but I don't know what else to do. Um, and so, yeah, I was praying like, God, just give me, give me something else and show me something else. Um, and yeah, flash, 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 Fast forward? Yes. Fast forward to today. Yeah. Flash forward. Well, and it sounded like that you really wanted to be able to use your gifts. Yes. And that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. And I, I definitely, I learned a lot of skills where I was working, um, especially training. Like I am completely comfortable leading a workshop and facilitating and, and training people. Um, but yeah, there was like, I, I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed creating and, and making just making things and creating opportunities for people and helping other people. Um, I was also just like good at organizing things and like, you are good at organizing (laughs) things and, and event planning and things like that. So 
yeah, there was just a lot of things where I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. And I actually remember, uh, I don't know what it was. It might have been a drumming circle here at the village where people were talking about what gifts they had. And I'm like, well, you know, begrudgingly, I know I'm an administrator. And I say that because that's not like the, I don't know if this is appropriate. It's not the sexy one, you know, right, like right, not right. everyone wants to be an administrator. They want to be like in a prof, you know, a profit, a profit or that one where you can go to different countries oh, and like yeah, share. Yes, yeah. Have the gift of tongues. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I know that one of my gifts is administrator. Um, but I was thinking a few years ago, I'm like, how am I supposed to use that here at church? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Um, yeah. So. Oh, oh boy. Now, you, <laughs> now, now you just try to keep my brain organized. <laughs> so, and you did a good job You've been listening to Healing the City Podcast with Eric Seepin. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.